Welcome to episode 51 of the Mind and Body Repair podcast. I'm your host, Karina Duffy. So today we're going to talk about building your ideal day. And I'm going to start off with a little quote first. By forming good habits, we can free our minds to advance to really interesting fields of action. And that quote is from William James. Now, there you go. So by forming good habits, we free our minds to advance to really interesting fields of action. So what that means is by planning out our day and forming good habits, we can create more space in our mind for creative work and things we actually love doing. So there you go. So I'm a little bit late recording this podcast and distributing it out into the podcast channels. And the reason for this is, and this is a shameless plug, guys, is my new website is launching in tomorrow. Hopefully. Well, today is what? The 20th. So hump day that this is going to be sent out because it's a Wednesday on the 20th of January 2021. So my um, website, com, will be definitely launched by Friday morning. So happy days. So that's my shameless plug. The website is um, a heavily based members website. So what that means is the reason it took longer to create than a regular business looking face front website is because I wanted to it to be heavily um, geared towards members that they can log into each section of courses they signed up for and um, that all the information and tips and tricks are there in the private members area. Um, which will reflect an app, Karina Duffy, down the line in another few months. So I just wanted all the information to be really, really accessible because my business is spread out through podcast, Instagram, Facebook, Facebook groups, social media. I wanted my members to be able to get all the correct information and all their recipe ebooks, all their course information, all their workout information in each section that they can easily access it anytime and information does not get filtered. So my website will be launched in the next 24 hours and the membership site of the area will be launched in February. So I'm really, really, really excited for that. So if you're listening to this podcast from the 21st, please go check out my website. If there's any glitches or if there's anything that you see that might be off, please let us know because with anything new, as you know yourself, there, it always needs tweaking. So even though the website's launching, I know it's going to be another four to six weeks, eight weeks before we fix any little glitches or any little font errors and stuff like that. So please do go on, have a look and let me know what you think. And if you think there's any glitches or something that needs to be changed, give us your feedback because it, the website is for you guys, not for me. I love the colors and I love the different fonts and different things like that. But if there's any glitches, let me know. So without further ado, let's get into this week's podcast, How to Build Your Ideal Day. P.S. Might I add, I recorded this podcast sitting on my bed, half fallen off it. So hiding from the kids uh, during another lockdown here in Ireland in January 2021. So if you hear kind of like a little scraping noise every now and again, or like a little kind of fumbling noise, that's actually me sliding off my bed and trying to climb back up on again. Because since we got a new bed and a mattress, it's really, really high. So I keep on sliding off the bed. So that's the noise you hear just in case. So sorry if it's a bit annoying. I've tried to edit it the best I can. Okay, so it's fair to say Back in March and April 2020, when the SH1T hit the fan with the with the virus and different things like that, 
it's fair to say that our routine got completely upset and some of us went into panic mode, fight and flight or freeze. They're the natural responses that happens in the body. Um, you know, I went into my normal uh, flight and fight. I went, okay, I'm just going to keep going and keep going and keep going and I'm going to fight this. Some people froze and they just completely melted all together and that's totally fine. That's just people's general responses. Um, so what happened to me was I kind of, I still kept my day-to-day -day routine. So um, back then, what my ideal day looked like was get up, um, go for a little walk with the dog. I used to love that. Go for a walk with the dog, especially when the sun was out, when the sun rises early in the, in the spring. Go for a walk with the dog, kind of relax, reassess the day, do my today, reassess my to-do list, come back to the house, real calm, wake up the kids. Sure, it was, they nearly could nearly hear the old music going on in the background until the kids woke up and then Beirut happened. Um, but that used to calm me down in the morning because I can be very, very stressful and I feel like my whole day is stressful. So for me, personally, because I act out of fight and flight response and I sometimes I can react instead of actually thinking about things, I found that my idea day was getting that space in the morning to reassess what my day is going to look like depending on my sleep and my mood. Then I came home from the kids, came home, woke up the kids, had breakfast, got them out to school, started my own workout and maybe work out and do my working hours like PT, one-to-ones, online, all of that jazz. Then at, um, I do my own workout then. Then at around one o'clock, I would go for a walk and I'd come back and my creative work then that would happen is um, the one to three. Creative work is blog post, Instagram post, what am I writing tomorrow? Thinking of new ways to come up with things for my clients that would work for them. Basically pushing my business on. Then the kids came home then at three and four, got those dinner ready. And generally I did work in the evening time, either doing PTs, which I did cut down to one day a week because I just couldn't keep it up. And I found that if I was working every evening, sure, where was I getting time for space for myself to even just relax with the family and my relationships and all that jazz. So that was my ideal day that my week, I cut my PT sessions down to one. And to matter of fact, when I did that, I opened myself up to being able to do workshops in the evenings, to be able to help actually more clients rather than help three clients in the evening or four clients in the evening, one to one. I opened when I cut down my PT hours to one evening a week, my one to one hours. I was able opened myself up to do workshops that I was able to help more people in one hour than I did for four hours, if that makes sense. So sometimes it's good to cut back on your work so you can open up space to grow in other areas. So that's what my um, day looked like before um, the virus, before a new norm. Obviously, if I needed a nap, I would have taken a nap just before I picked the kids up from school if I was working late that evening. I'm not a robot. I need that downtime as well, especially when I'm up early. So that's what my day looked like. And do you know what? Everyone probably that knew me kind of probably knew my day anyway, because I was very, I was happy when I was in a routine. So obviously the pandemic hit, out of routine, everything's up in a heap, the kids are up in a heap. Um, out of routine people are generally unhappy people and I could feel I was getting that way. So I needed to come up with a new routine that worked for all of us, me and my family. So what I discovered was by doing my workouts at half nine, I wasn't the only one that was feeling this. Us moms and us women who are busy, we need to get our good stuff out of the way before the kids get up. And my good stuff was, I was finding that because I was getting busy and I was during lockdown and during COVID, I'm sure everyone experienced this. We were all on a massive learning curve, a massive learning curve of Zoom, communication with people, 
homeschooling, it was a massive, massive learning curve, which meant that our time was gone during the day. So it was actually my members who pushed me into this, into this new routine, and I'm absolutely delighted. So instead of getting up going for my walk, my members asked me would I do my live workouts at half six in the morning. So I was like, oh Jesus, I get, I'm not joking you. It took me two months for me to work backwards to get up at half six to do a workout. So I was doing workouts at half nine. I pushed them back to eight. I pushed them back to seven. I pushed them back to half six. It took me two months of my members asking me to do half six for me to push them back. Because I'm human as well, guys. I'm not a robot. Even though I'm here as a facilitator to help people, I'm still human at the end of the day as well. And I still work out of my child mind sometimes of working backwards nice and slow. Because if I went from zero to 100, half nine to half six, I'd be knackered for a month and I wouldn't be able to give my time um, to my other energy during the day, which I'm going to map out now. So my new day now, what it looks like is um, quarter to five, the alarm goes off. I don't snooze. Generally now, well, it's Christmas after Christmas now, I'm still kind of waiting for the, I'm still waking up with the alarm. But there was a time there just before Christmas that I was waking up before the alarm. I will get back to that. I just need to train myself again. Quarter to five, alarm goes off, snooze. I say to myself in the morning, turn on that positivity switch, as I said last week. And now, do you know what the new thing I say to myself? I sing to myself in my head, good morning, good morning. That I've been singing that to myself for the last week. And it's just completely changes my mindset in the morning. It's amazing. We're, as I said last week, we're programmed to think negatively about ourselves and about others. And um, especially if you're tired. So like if you're still tired in the morning, you have to sing to yourself or tell yourself you're brilliant. So that's what I start to do now in the morning. And usually after that, I go, I'm strong, I'm fit and healthy. Get up to hell, queen, and don't be pissing around. Um, I get up then. I have my clothes outside the door. I don't want to wake my partner. I don't want anyone getting up kind of saying, oh, you're making so much noise. And um, so I have everything ready outside my bedroom door. So I literally get up and get out. I have all my toothbrushes, all my stuff that I need in the morning in the main bathroom and not in the ensuite because I don't want to wake anyone. And I don't want negativity in the morning going, oh, shut the door. Why are you waking me up so early? So I sneak out. Nobody even knows I'm up. But I prep that the night before and have all my clothes ready because I don't want to be listening to anybody. I go downstairs, turn on the kettle, do my warm water and lemon, set up for my classes, um, my online classes, do the workout, feel absolutely brilliant that I'm connected with people. Even though we're in the middle of another lockdown in Ireland, it, I just feel like I'm connected to people. So it gives me all my needs straight away in the morning. My... Um, exercise needs my um, hydration needs my positive needs and my connection needs as well because I feel like I'm connected to people even though it is a live class it still feels really weird that I'm connected to people then generally what I do then is I get my social media posts out of the way because I'm a little bit more creative early in the morning um generally I've half a post written the night before and then the next day I wait and write the wording because I'm a little bit more creative I answer emails and I answer messages back to, or pen, depending on the appropriate time frame that I'm not waking people up out of bed. If they're WhatsApp messages, they'll wait until after half eight, eight o'clock, half eight. Um, so I kind of get, if I know that people's waiting on me for something urgent like emails and messages or answering them back about changing a session, I do that straight away in the morning because I feel like if I don't get those important tasks out of the way where people are waiting for me, I can't think then for the rest of the morning. And a recent study showed, right, I'm just going to get it up here because I've been researching this and I was like, mm, I don't know, I think differently about my morning routine, but I'm just going to give you the research that it says here. Um, so they did a study. Let me get it up here now. 
Um, I'll go back to that study now in a minute because I have to get it up here. It's on the internet. But basically, they did a study with, we'll say, I don't know, 20 people in a room. Before they went into a meeting, 10 people were allowed to have cupcakes and 10 people had to eat apples or something like that. This is just an idea. This is just a snapshot of the research. So before the people that ate the cupcakes, the people that ate the apples, after about eight minutes into the really important task, they stopped and they couldn't think. The reason for that was they were resisting what they actually wanted was the cupcakes. And because the resistance was so strong, they were using up more energy. So they couldn't actually finish the task in hand. The people who ate the cupcakes were able to finish the task. Um, they, spent hour, they spent longer at the task because they had the headspace to finish the task because they didn't resist the cupcakes. They were allowed to have the cupcakes. So a recent study actually showed here was, um, and this is by Roy Boomeister or something, um, that because the people resisted the cookies, they weren't allowed to have them, they deplete it really quick because they were resisting against, oh, I wish I had the cupcakes, I wish I had the cupcakes. So apparently by this study here, we only have a certain amount of energy per day to resist. And when that's gone, it's gone. Um, so basically what this study is saying is, they were saying you should get your creative stuff or stuff that makes you feel good out of the way first. Obviously urgent stuff first, that someone's waiting on you. Then your creative stuff or your flow stuff that you enjoy doing or you enjoy the end task, whether that would be, I don't know, whatever your job is, whatever you like doing in your job, whether that's you could be the one that loves answering emails or that loves having your meetings out of the way in the morning or loves having your Zoom calls out of the way in the morning. And then get all your creative stuff out of the way, whether you might have to write a newsletter or an ebook or you might have to get a new business or sales. Some people love sales. And they love getting that out of the way in the morning when people are fresh and up out of bed and happy. Hi, I'm just calling, you know, you rang the last day. And that's when people generally get their sales up. Um, so that study says that basically if you, if you don't get your creative flow out of the way first or do something that you love earlier on in the day, that you're just going to waste your energy during the day working on stuff that's depleting your energy. That's basically what the study is saying. So for me, what I discovered with my new routine now, I actually love working out in the morning because it actually gives me more energy, clarity, focus. I know some people love working out in the evening and that's okay too. You devise your day, whatever is best for you. But the examples I'm going to give you now to add into your day is what I added into my newsletter this week for anyone that's on my newsletter mailing list. So that's my day. I get up then and at the moment I'm doing homeschooling. Now, to be honest, I'm not homeschooling 100% because my daughter is 13, 15, 15, so she's actually helping my son. But I still can't be, can't be working properly or focused on a task or focused on my creative flow where I get stuck into something and the time just flies by, like writing blog posts or writing newsletter or doing this podcast because I love doing them. So I can't do these between half nine and one o'clock now in the day because of homeschooling. So if my kids don't have their homeschooling done after half one, they don't get my time and attention then for that. And they know that because I have to get into my creative flow of coming up with new ideas, coming up with new podcasts, reading, researching, learning stuff. I love all that stuff. So I do that between one and four. Generally take a break then, either go off for a walk. Um, for the likes of now, two evenings a week, I'm working back again, doing workshops and different things like that. So I'm basically working then from the evening right through to seven, eight. And again, my life isn't perfect. Ideally, I'd love to be sitting down at eight o'clock and relaxing. But when there's important tasks at hand, like getting websites off the ground, getting them launched, 
get my ebooks finalized. I do tend to work a little bit later at nine o'clock, but nine o'clock that laptop's down unless it's really, really important. But generally, I'm, I've actually my ideal day worked out now and it's going to take me a while to get that ideal day. My morning is going to stay the same because I've mastered that and I absolutely love it. So even when the kids go back to school, my morning time ritual now is not going to change. Absolutely love it. Suits me down to the ground. Um, it used to be walking with the dog, but now I, I love getting my workout out of the way in the morning. It sets me up for the day. Um, even when the kids go back to school, that's fine. They go off to school. I can get into my creative work, then my admin work, which is pay bills, uh, look at my bank account, do whatever. Still manage my day quite effectively. But the only thing I want to change is I want to get that cut off time correctly now again. I used to have it before COVID that a certain time I cut off in the evening and I spend it with my family. That's unfortunately not happening yet, but I'm not going to beat myself up over it because I'm actually getting loads of shit done with work. The kids are happy. If my kids were smaller, I'd have to stop the clock at six o'clock or seven o'clock and put them to bed and read them books. But I'm fortunate that my kids are older. So it's given me that little bit more leeway to get that few more hours in with my job that will, will say, push me closer to getting to that great baseline with my business that then I can ease off a bit and get into more creative flow, get into creating more courses, finish my own college course and all that. So even though you're listening to this now, you might be like, ah, oh, sure, I don't even have an ideal day. Sure, my day is in shite. If someone looked in from the outside at my ideal day now, they'll probably think you must be stressed out of your box. But because I'm kind of managing it pretty well and dividing it out as best I can, I'm just giving myself that space to work on my ideal day, which is the evening time and master that. It's not going to happen overnight, lads. It took me two months to go from teaching classes at half nine to half six because I had to do it slowly so I wasn't it wasn't a big deal then and I wasn't knacker tired and I didn't want to become that person that hated teaching class at half six but I had to do it for my members I didn't want to become that person because then I'm showing up to a class at half six and it's all over my face that I don't want to be there and what's going to happen I'm going to give my members a shit class and that's not what I want to do so I did it nice and slowly and each and then I was able to be give all of my best and all of me at half six in the morning because I was ready for it then and I didn't feel like I had to do it because I had to do it. Does that make sense? So don't pressurize yourself. Like if you don't pressurize yourself. And like I said last week, master your morning routine first, then master your afternoon, master your late afternoon and then your evening time. I've kind of all my, I've kind of, I'm kind of happy now with all of my day except for the evening time. But because work is starting back and new courses are starting, I'm just giving myself that compassion to give me another few months to master it and to get the right flow for me that I'm not just turning up to workshops, not wanting to be there because I'm tired. Um, and to be honest, I haven't taken on any more one-to-ones because um, I don't have the time um, and I don't want to overflow myself with one-to-ones and not give all of my best to everybody. So I had to make a decision as well that if I want my ideal day to look good and if I want my energy dispersed evenly throughout the day, I can't be a greedy bitch when it comes to money because I just can't. Because if I work harder like I did in the past and make more money, sure I was only spending it anyway. So I need to work smarter and more effectively so my I'm getting my energies distributed out during the, during the day to everybody that needs it, including myself, and that I'm not taking on too much work and then 
my my information and my energy gets diluted to the people that needs it most does that make sense so it was a big learning curve for me as well down through the last years down through the last few years that not to take on too much Karina because like it's okay it's great money at the end of the day and bills get paid a bit quicker but you're going to run your business into the ground and into shit um you're going to run yourself into shit you're going to disperse your time you're going to be um I thought like what I did the last time and this is one of the reasons I got fired from one of my main jobs back in uh, the end of 2018 because I had four jobs that's four jobs like I had one main job another job being a mom and two other uh, part-time jobs in the fitness industry as well I was spreading myself too thin and that comes with consequences and the money was great but like at the end of the day what, what happened out of it there was consequences something was going to fuck up along the way like do you know what I mean so hard lessons were learned and that's what I always say to my members how are you going to learn if you don't fail how are you going to learn if you don't fail and that to me was one of the biggest failures of my life and that's not even including it would have topped my divorce and it would have topped my broken marriage because I pride myself to give the best possible work that I can and to be if I'm working for someone to be the best employee for their business and be the face of their business and for that to happen and let the ball drop here and there with different things geez, it was the worst thing that ever happened to me um, so to, to pull myself back up out of that I had to reassess my ideal day my ideal morning where my energy was going where I was dispersing my energy and what tasks were draining my energy during, during the day that was making me get into that fragmented workflow that everything was broken in pieces and nothing was working right does that make sense there's a such thing as a state a flow state when you're in a task and you're like, Jesus, next thing all of a sudden it's like three hours passed and you're like, she's where that time go to? That's a flow state. That means you're working in your creative zone and that's your happy place. But when you're working in a fragmented zone and you're trying to divide yourself up five or six pieces, that's when things get diluted, information gets diluted and fuck ups happen. So mapping out your ideal day is really important. So let me give you the examples here now in my newsletter that I wrote down today. Because I'm human, I can't remember everything. So what you want your ideal day to look like is the first thing you need to do is you need to assess your full week, seven days a week and only get a piece of paper. Obviously, if you're listening to this at walk and come home again, don't do this when you're driving. Come home again and get your notepad out, because if you're listening to these podcasts now, you really should have a notebook for podcasts for Karina, because each week is going to flow into each other as a personal development style lessons or news or podcasts or just you time for learning so each time you listen to a podcast you write down the heading and you take what you want out of the podcast and then you'll always have a reference to look back to in your diary to go oh yeah I remember that so what you need to write down first is what tasks or people are draining your energy during your day during your weekday what gives you energy and having this information will help you build your ideal day because then you know what's draining your energy and you need to give that whatever's draining your energy you just need to allocate a certain time for the day for that particular task or those particular people and work your creative flow around it um, because then you know what's draining you you'll be like okay I'll spend an hour doing that and then I'm going to start doing work that I enjoy and gets me into my flow state which is the state where I'm really happy in the things um, so when you're examples of what might drain your energy and cause procrastination or generally jobs that put you off like meetings emails phone calls cold calls calling homeschooling 
talking to certain people, certain work colleagues, cooking, some people hate cooking, paying bills, I hate paying bills and they have to be paid, I hate just sitting down and pulling out the laptop and getting it and paying them and sorting out subscriptions and all that stuff. Housework, hate it, um, but I have to do it because it's, I need to, I love the house clean, so it's like love, hate, but you get the gist of what I'm saying. Examples of what may give you energy is exercise, fresh air, creative time, reading uh, that you're interested in, making sales. Some people love sales. I used to love sales in my last job. Um, I loved the fact that, okay, I have a target, let's meet it. And then you're giving stuff to people that they actually want rather than just selling to every Tom, Dick and Harry. Loved that. Smashing targets, learning something new, helping others, playing with your kids, playing with your pets. Um, after you take note of your current seven days um, or even one weekend day and one week weekday, once you know what they look like, and what you don't or what your tasks drain you, then it's easy to build your ideal day on or based on what drains you and what um, gives you energy and gets you into that creative flow. So I give you an idea what my day looks like now. Of course, it had to change because of um, the new norm that we're living in now in the world. Um, and I've given you an example of what I want, of what my ideal day really looks like to me. And that's getting my evening time mastered. But I'm giving myself time to do that because I know it's not going to happen to now, today, tomorrow, next week, because I've actually tasked to get out across the line for work and different things like that. But that's how you map out your ideal day. The simple steps now that I'm going to tell you is going to help you master your ideal day a little bit better. So take note. From 12 a.m. to 12 p.m., this is your, like, look at it at a 24-hour period, okay? That's what you need to write down, a 24-hour period, 12 a.m. to 12 a.m. First of all, mapping your sleep. How much adequate sleep, sleep do you need to feel good and as a better person, reduce sugar cravings and all that? First is sleep. Then is creative work. Then is food. Then is admin. Then is exercise. Then is other. This is what experts say. Sleep first, creative work then. So whatever time you want it, let's start at the night time. Let's just say you go to bed at 10. What time do you plan to get up at? Half, five, six, seven, whatever that looks like to you. Do you prefer to do creative work when you get up or read a book or meditate? Or do you prefer to exercise straight away and get that out of the way? It's completely up to you. But experts say map out your sleep first within your 24 hour day. Map out your creative work because that's what fills you up and gives you energy and you actually love doing it. And um, whether it's a book, whether it's meditation or whether it's coming up with something new for your job or a project. Your food, then map out your food or what your food looks like during the day and what times. Admin jobs, admin and job is generally work that we have to do to get paid, but we generally don't like them. So you map out during your day when you're doing your admin and your actual real job, especially if you're kind of like, yeah, I don't particularly like that job, but it pays the bills. You map out when you're doing that job. If you work in a nine to five job, maybe does it make more sense that when you go into work, you do the jobs that you actually like first and then you leave the jobs that you don't like till the end. Personally, that's what experts say but personally, of the latest research, but personally for me, I like to get the work, um, the work I don't like out of the way first. So then my second half of the, of the day is like stuff that I enjoy and especially if I get out for a walk at lunchtime, then I can really get stuck in and enjoy that work that gets me into that creative flow. The other thing is exercise and there's another section there called other. So other can be whatever time with your family, whatever, doing stuff with your husband, whatever, whatever that looks like. 
um could be like could be cooking a new recipe could be learning something new whatever that looks like to you so i'll repeat that again and you can write this down from 12 a.m to 12 a.m these are the sections that you mark off within your day sleep creative work food admin job that's the job that pays the bills you might like it but you kind of have to do it anyway exercise and other what mine looks like is right now that may change is sleep exercise um creative work in between creative work i get first of all i get some of the important admin jobs out of the way especially if people are waiting on me to answer back then it's food and then it's um job and admin which would be mom and homeschooling at the moment and then I get into more creative workflow in the late afternoon. And the other then is, for me particularly, the other is, have I a workshop on that evening? Have I a Zoom call with the with my members? That's what other looks like to me. Um, other looks like to me having chats with my partner, my kids, maybe going for a walk. Checking in to see where do I need to disperse my time in the evening to see who needs my time. Sometimes the kids don't need my time in the evening. Sometimes my partner doesn't need my time. Sometimes we're happy enough getting our own time where the kids go up to the room, talk to their friends. Brian goes watch a movie by himself because he wants that downtime by himself. And if that's the case, then I generally do something that I really enjoy. And to be honest, it's generally editing videos or learning something new for my business or learning, reading blog posts and doing research. That's stuff I actually really enjoy. Um, so that's how you map out your ideal day. I'm really conscious that this podcast, I don't want it to go over 30 minutes. So when I first came back self-employed, right, this is what I marked down for my ideal day because I needed to, at this stage, I had some clients, but I wanted to work and build up on my clients. So in the morning time, I got up early, walked my dog. And this is what I wanted my ideal day to look like. Get me time in the morning so I can relax, come home, eat food before the kids get up, get the kids up for school, then do my morning workouts with my members do my um, PT sessions and do my one-to-one -one sessions with members between 9 and 12. And then generally between 12 and 3, I did a podcast or I learned something new for my business or I went looking for new business or new ways. Uh, or maybe uh, there was sometimes I, I joined courses, sometimes I did networking. But generally, I made time for networking and how was I going to build up my business between um, 1 and 3 by, before the kids came home. And then in the evening time, I had to work more hours because clearly I was back newly self-employed. So I was kind of just working hours, but I was very strict that I was only doing two evenings a week, three evenings max, with the hopes that when I built up my business that I was reducing that to one evening a week doing one-to-ones, which I did. It took me a year and a half to get there because clearly I needed to bring revenue in so I could invest the money back into my business to get to that point where I could, I could only do one-to-ones one evening a week um, because the evening times I find that um, just with my family, they wanted me here and they didn't want me working all the time. So that's what I was aiming for. And it took me a year and a half to get there. Um, and then, of course, I had that ideal day for a few months and then the lockdown hit and I had to reassess my ideal day again. Um, but again, my core values was that I wanted to be around in the evening time for my family, even if they didn't need me, still be there without being without my attention gone somewhere else. Even if they didn't need me, um, at least I was there for them, if that makes sense. Now, I still work two evenings a week, but not for very long, doing workshops and one-to-ones, but not very long because they're only for an hour, an hour and a half, and that's it. It's stopped. But um, So I hope that helps. 
So that's how I mapped out my ideal working day when I wanted to build up clients and stuff like that. I made sure that I had time for myself in the morning, time for the kids before they went to school so I could be present as a mom. Um, I got my one-to-ones and all my heavy work out of the way, like physical work between um, 10 and 1 and 2. And then generally I did either a course, I learned something new, I got new clients in, I got creative of how I was going to bring more more knowledge to my company, to my business, that I could um, help more people and build up my business. Um, so that's how my ideal day went for my working day and it worked out pretty well. And I just set myself tasks that, okay, once a month you're going to do a podcast, now it's every week. But like if I set a task that within my business day going, oh, I'm going to do a podcast every week, starting off that wouldn't have been ideal because I have I was I was learning again and new things and stuff that I would have done years ago being self-employed all changed. So it's a learning curve. So you have to divide out your time equally that you're getting everything within the day, sleep, creative work, food, admin job, exercise and other. And learning something new as well because everyone's still going to be learning until the day that we die. Things are going to be evolving all the time and once you get your ideal day mapped out, you're always aiming for it, even if you don't reach it. Like I did, I did reach it and then all of a sudden it changed again because of um, lockdown. Um, like get to the point that you're happy as well, that when things need to change, recognize that they need to change. Keep reassessing your ideal day, but write it down. Because when you write something down, you're more than likely going to stick to it and aim for it. And remember, your ideal day is just an aim. It's like a goal. Goals are there, but nothing. you don't necessarily hit them all the time. They're just an aim. There's something to aim for. Your ideal day is something to aim for. It doesn't mean that you actually hit it. And even if you do, you may need to reassess it and change it again. But get the basic principles right first. Map out your sleeping hours, even if you don't stick to them. At least write them down because you have an idea then that you will eventually stick to the. You will eventually get there. Um creative work, food, job admin, because that pays the bills, exercise and other, whatever other looks like to you, whether it's going dating, whether it's online dating, whether it's learning something new, whether it's talking to your friends on Zoom, spending time with your family, watching movies, whatever that looks like to you. So there you go. I just had to cut that off and edit it again because my dog was barking. So we're just at the end of the podcast. Um, I hope I didn't rush through it. But I always like to keep the podcast just over under 30 minutes or 35 minutes if I'm doing a solo podcast. Um, you probably need to go back and re-listen to this with a pen and paper. But like, look at your ideal day, for, write it down from 12am to 12am and just put in the pinpoints that I said there. Sleep, create, work, food, admin, exercise, other. Um, like, And if you want more detailed information about my podcast, please sign up to my newsletter. It's on my Instagram and it will be on my website as well when it's up and running in a few days com because what I do with my newsletters is I give you a more comprehensive detail of what goes on in the podcast on writing so you can read as well as listen to it as well and you always have the notes there then on the newsletter to go back and listen to so I've got you covered from all sides guys so again I hope you enjoyed the podcast if you did share it around if you know of anyone that would be interested in listening to them and get a bit of work share them around um, let me know on Instagram or Facebook if you listen to the podcast and if you enjoyed it I'll get back to you even if I don't get back straight away I will and if you're feeling like you have two minutes to spare and that if you had time just to leave a quick review or give me a rating star on my podcast that would be absolutely amazing um, 
So yeah, deadly. Thanks, Anel, for listening. Next week, we have a lovely interview with Laura. Her Instagram page is called F of Momtum. Laura is a breath of fresh air. She's kind of out there. She says what she thinks. She doesn't care. Um, even since I started following her, her following has increased more again on Instagram because she just says what the way, the way things are. And she's normal and real and there's no hairy fairy or air graces about her. So Laura did my program and she's actually doing the program again with me, my eight week program, Mind and Body Rewire, which is a um, food and mindset coaching program. So I kind of said, Laura, do you want to come on and do a podcast and about motivation and mom life and how you keep it all going and your weight loss journey so far? Because she's tried every diet under the sun and struggled with her weight there for quite a long time. Work, shift, work. So she said she would. I was delighted. So I'm recording that tomorrow and that will be out next Monday. So again, if you want show notes and if you want more details about what's in the podcast to read back on, go sign up to my newsletter. Right now, you can get it on Instagram and go to my bio and click Linktree and you will get my link there to join the newsletter. Or otherwise, if you're listening to this um, past the 21st of January, you can go to my website, which is www.creenaduffy.com. Sign up to the newsletter and you will get notified once a week. I don't send out emails, scam, spam emails of sales and all that. Um, once a week, it's for the newsletter and it's generally to notify you of the podcast and tips and tricks. That's all. As always, guys, it's my pleasure and we will chat soon.